Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to Calvary Live. So glad that you tuned in to today's program. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you for the next hour. And I would encourage you, as you heard that call-in number, to give me a call at 303-690-3000 to call in your questions and your prayer requests. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord, take you to the Word of the Lord, And as you call in with prayer requests, let's go to the throne of the Lord as we just present our prayers to him. And he desires for us to come to him. You know, I I was hearing uh, a little news report, and and the reporter was saying that with all the uncertainty and upheaval going on in our nation and the challenges, that not only are the people weary and tired today, uh, but God must be weary and tired. Just a little uh, comment that they made and I just want to remind us that sometimes we think, Lord, as I come to you over and over and over again, do you get tired of me? Do you get tired of my requests? And it reminded me of Isaiah chapter 40. Let me read it to you. Have you not known and have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creators of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall be utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not be faint. So the Lord doesn't weary and tire of us coming after him and asking and given our prayers and petition, and uh, he desires to strengthen us as we get weary in life. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We only have an hour together, uh, and it goes by quickly, so grab one of those open lines. Now is a good time to do it so you're not put on hold, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. And as soon as the phone calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines. There's another means for you to be able to ask a question or to uh, ask for prayer through a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897, uh, 720-336-0897. Those of you listening on Grace FM, you're listening live today on this Tuesday afternoon. Pray you're doing well. Maybe you're coming home from work, or maybe you're uh, with the kids after school, or uh, maybe you're finishing up work today, or maybe just going to work. Uh I just would encourage you, if you have the opportunity, give me a call. we got all open lines at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and the text line is 720-336-0897. want to welcome all those who are listening on another Christian radio network, such as Hope or Truth or Refuge FM. Welcome. So glad that we can be a part of your lives uh, all around the country uh, on those radio stations, and particularly out east, uh, on Hope and Truth FM, the Midwest and Refuge FM. So glad that uh, we can uh, just connect together with um, radio and 
as you're listening on those radio uh, uh, stations that it is a week delayed, but you can call and we can have our conversation and then you can listen to it a week later. So love to talk to you. And we got calls coming in right now. We're going to go to the phone lines. We still have an open line. Also want to welcome all the online listeners. We got online listeners today from all over the country, from the four corners of the country. You can call anywhere in the United States at 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. And so um, let's... Uh, go to the phone lines to Denver on line one, Anastasia. Anastasia? Hi. Yeah, hi, Pastor. How are, how are you? you? I'm good. How are you? You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. I'm good. Um, I had a question, but I also wanted to say um, thank you so much to all of you guys from Calvary Live and just Calvary Ministry. It's just it's such a blessing to have you, and I just wanted to say that. Well, thank um, you. I appreciate the encouragement. Yes, thank you. Um, My question was about divorce. Um, In the Bible, it says that you can only get a divorce if uh, your partner has cheated on you, sexual immorality. And Mm -hmm. I was just wondering if it said anything, maybe if if any part of the other, if the Scripture implied anything about, um, like, physical abuse, if your partner seemed physically abusive to you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 19, the the religious leaders came and were asking them about marriage and uh, about uh, divorce and remarriage. And Jesus, he, he really, in that section, and matter of fact, it's interesting that you called because we're going to be going over that section on Sunday here at Calvary Greeley. And Jesus really gives, he gives the definition of marriage that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. And then he gives the desire of marriage, that that is what God has put together. Let no man put asunder. So we know that God uh, marriage is God-ordained. It's not man-ordained. It is God's desire that a man and a woman be uh, married as their one flesh for as long as they both shall live. But then he would also then say that if you divorce and marry another, you committed uh, adultery. So we see the case of um of adult of um of when in the case of adultery that is or sexual immorality he says then um there is biblical reason to divorce um it doesn't mean you have to divorce um that is um a biblical reason to divorce if that marriage is dealt a death blow uh, for that um immorality also paul writes in 1 corinthians chapter 7 because the Corinthians were coming out of paganism, and they were asking them questions. And some of the Christians were married to unbelievers. Should we stay married to our unbelieving spouse? And Paul says that if the unbeliever wants to stay with you, then you're to remain married. But if that unbeliever departs, let him depart. You're called to peace and not to bondage. So there's not a whole lot that is said about uh, physical abuse or um, you know if there is danger in the house. Uh, maybe because of drugs, alcoholism, physical abuse, uh, maybe abuse going on with the kids or whatever it may be. And and, and I think that uh, for me, uh, you know, f- for me to, as anybody would come to me and say, you know, uh, my home is in danger, I'm in danger, I'm going to advise them to at least get into a place that is safe and to separate and then to be in a place of waiting. And every situation is different, 
but I would never advise anyone to stay in a home where there's physical abuse. Also, that we have the governing authorities that we can use. Uh, if there's physical abuse, to use those governing authorities. And um, and that's what I also would encourage as well. So um, I have a lot of empathy, sympathy for somebody who's in an abusive situation. But uh, in good conscience, I cannot tell somebody to um, stay in a situation that is difficult. Now, when it comes to divorce, uh, again, it's a place of waiting, getting godly counsel from a church. You know, it's to answer it on the radio in just a few minutes isn't going to do it justice. Um, but one of the things that uh, that I'm very careful is telling people when to get a divorce, uh, even in the case of uh, sexual immorality, because God can heal, He can restore, He can do a work. And I don't want people going away saying, well, Pastor Jeff said to get a divorce. Um, I want God to to minister and for them that, as Paul says, you're called to peace, not to bondage. So, um, so those are considerations, a very difficult situation to be in, and um, but at least be in a place where you're safe and um, not to be in a place where you're endangered. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. I think that's a really good answer because um, you don't necessarily, I guess, have to get a divorce. But if you separate yourself, it's not it's not technically a divorce, but you're doing the right thing. Because in the Bible, it also says that, you know, you should love each other. And if that's right. not yeah, happening from one side, then maybe separating and giving it time would and, work And out. Anastasia, those are, those are, you know, uh, you know, special cases and and um and I don't want anybody listening thinking well you know we're just not compatible we're just not happy right now we've been ar- doing some arguing so we're going to separate um it's hard to work on a marriage when you are separated but for the sake of when somebody is being physically abused or there's sexual abuse in the house or there's danger in the house um, they need to be in that place of safety. I will advise them to be in that place of safety, and I have no problem doing that. But I also know that sometimes that even Christians, they will separate just because we need a break or we need some space. And they will use 1 Corinthians chapter 7, where Paul says that you separate for a short time. He's talking about coming together in intimacy is what he's talking about, first of all. And second of all, he says that you spend time in prayer and fasting. Then after a time, you come back together. Um, so in that time, if there is a physical separation, to spend time in prayer and fasting. And uh, so, But it's awfully hard to work on a marriage if, if two people aren't together in the same house working on it. And, and Jesus talked about a hardness of heart, um, that there's a hardness of heart. And uh, we always want to be open to what God wants to do and what uh, he has to say about marriage, uh, the desire of marriage, and then the roles and responsibilities as husbands and wives. So hopefully that helps a little bit. No, yes, absolutely. And I, you definitely answered my question. And I was speaking about um, like real physical abuse, not just petty yeah. arguments or something like that. And, you know, right. finding a reason to excuse yourself to separate for a little bit. But that definitely answers my question. And I really appreciate yeah. it. You bet. And that's a good question you asked. So um, appreciate you calling. God bless you. Call back if you got any more questions. We'll do our best to answer. 
Thank you, Pastor Jeff. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you. You know, during this COVID, uh, marriages have been strained, and especially when there was the lockdown. And, um, you know, we have as a country the highest divorce rate, I think, than all of the world, uh, that it always kind of remains around 50%, between 40-50%. And so um, I, you know, for marriages, and you're out there, maybe you're Christian, you're listening, um, if there is strain in the marriage, please get marriage counseling. Uh, go to your pastor, get advice, go through the scriptures, look at that. And uh, God wants to restore it. He wants to work in your marriage. So a very important topic and not always an easy topic to talk about. 303-690-3000. Got an open line, text line 720-336-0897. Again, my name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley Hosting. On this Tuesday afternoon, we're going to go to Loveland. Kathy's online, too. Hi, Kathy. Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you uh, for taking my call. I have you my bet. question has to do with a situation with my family now. My um, son married a girl who's Catholic, and he joined the Catholic Church, and they've had a baby, and now they're going to get him baptized. And I found out that none of our family can be godparents, although they did say that um, they could have a Christian witness. So one of us is going to do that. But between that and not being able to take communion during my son, my grandson's, it's our first grandson, um, service is bothering me quite a bit. And I don't know how to approach it without causing a lot of commo- a lot of hard feelings. Well, there can be a lot of hard feelings. And, you know, myself growing up in the Catholic Church, um, this is Catholic tradition. Um, it's not according to the scriptures. Uh, we don't see anywhere, first of all, in the scriptures where it talks about an infant baptism. Um, and um, I'm assuming that's what's uh, what's going on. Um, but that's very important uh, tradition in the Catholic Church to, to baptize infants. We don't see it in the scriptures at all. Uh, we see in the scriptures where baptism is identifying with Christ after you come to Christ. Uh, we see it in the book of Acts uh, that, uh, you know, Philip talking to uh, the eunuch from Ethiopia. He came to Christ. He says, can I be baptized? And Philip said to him, as long as you believe you can be baptized, there's nothing to stop you from being baptized. And they found some water and baptized that Ethiopian eunuch. So we see in every case when somebody comes to faith that baptism then follows because Romans chapter 6 tells us that it is identifying with Christ, um, the believer. And so the Catholic Church in in baptizing infants. Now what we do here at Calvary, and you, you may be familiar with this, is we do baby dedications. And we dedicate that child to the Lord with the parents or grandparents coming up. And then when that child grows up and makes a decision for Christ, then we will baptize. But the Catholic Church, um, that um, that's a tradition for them. I didn't know about the Godfather. I thought they could pretty much ask anyone, uh, but it doesn't surprise me what you're saying. And then also about communion. They, you know, Some churches and denominations do this, that you can't take communion unless you're a Catholic in the Catholic Church or you belong to our church. So it's not just uh, isolated to the Catholic Church. And we know that the Scripture has to say 
that we as believers can come to the communion table. Um, there's only one church, right? And that's believers in Christ Jesus. And Jesus said to his disciples when he instituted communion in that upper room that do this in remembrance of me. So, you know, um, as long as you're a believer, you can come to communion. As long as you're a believer, you can come to baptism. Now, when it comes to ministering to them, you pray. You just pray that, Lord, um, give me an opportunity to be able to talk to them about these things and share Scripture with them. But it, it doesn't do any good, and I think you know this, and you're indicating this, to you know, go in and start an argument um, to you know, cause waves, but to very patiently be able to talk to them about these things, maybe ask them, you know, what is baptism to you? And you'll probably well as the tradition of the Catholic Church and start a conversation with them and get them really thinking and share some scriptures with them. And one of the things that Jesus was so good about is that when people came and asked him questions or the religious leaders, he would always take them to scripture and he would say, you know, this is this is the word, you know, is it not written or have you not read? And I think that we can do the same thing and you can just minister in that way in a very gentle way, in a very uh, real way. And um, and I think that uh, Paul writes about that in the book of Ephesians. I want to, um, or the book of, or he's writing to Timothy, excuse me. And he writes to Timothy that in, if I can find it here, Yes, he says in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, And a servant of the Lord not, must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth. So just pray for an open door. Lord, soften their hearts. And Lord, I want to give them truth. And, um, and uh, to be able to talk to them about those things and keep ministering the truth of God's Word. Because here's the thing, Kathy, God's Word is alive, isn't it? It's alive yeah. and powerful. And uh, and right now what they are standing on is church t- tradition, and you have the Word of God. You have the Word of God and the love of God to be able to give to them. And you have prayers that you can give to the Lord because the Lord desires for their eyes to be open as well to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay? Mm-hmm. Amen. I I, I guess, I guess this is such a sore subject. With since my son joined the church, yeah. that I have been praying and I've been trying to understand more. And I understand it being a tradition, but he truly believes that they ask for the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to enter the the baby, the infant, and that that's what they need to do. And I've looked and looked for scripture, and I didn't see that anywhere except for if you believe yeah. and. You, Jesus changes your heart. The Spirit changes your heart. So, like, it's been confusing for me. We're choosing to go to the baptism and be yeah. there. But yeah. I just feel uncomfortable. I wasn't going to go because I feel uncomfortable supporting something I just don't believe in and I don't right. understand. Right, so. right. And that those are hard decisions to make. But one of the things, you want to keep the dialogue open um, to your son and um, to be able to, you know, do that in the best way you know how. And 
you know, I remember uh, years ago when uh, there was a family coming here. This was many years ago, and they had um, a a teenager that uh, committed suicide. Uh, they asked if I would go with them to the service at the Catholic Church, the Mass. And I remember very distinctly that the priest said um, that uh, that individual was in heaven because they were baptized in the church. And we know that isn't true. We know that baptism doesn't save anyone. Um, they were baptized as an infant. So th- you're going to hear a lot of things that are tradition, the Catholic doctrine, and it's not just the Catholic Church, but other church traditions as well. But we always wanted to, as you said, you search the Scriptures and then just pray, Lord, give me opportunity to be able to share the truth with them, that they may know the truth and follow that guideline of Timothy, that you know you be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. So, Father, I do pray for Kathy. I just pray that you would just help her minister to her son, to her family. And and it's not easy, but Lord, give her wisdom, give her patience. We pray that, Lord, even though this uh, is probably going to be happening, that you would just convict their hearts. And Lord, that you would open up their hearts and their minds to you to know the truth, not what tradition says, um, not what the the doctrine of of, uh, the Catholic Church is, but, Lord, what your word says. And, Lord, I just pray that you give Kathy just the wisdom and the patience to be able to minister. And, Lord, that you would draw them to you and to your word and to your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much for everything. God bless you. You God bless you. Sometimes it's hard to minister to family, isn't it? And um, it's not always easy. And uh, But... I think that's a good guideline. Be a servant of the Lord must not quarrel. Be, be gentle at all. I know in in my thirty years nearly of ministry and twenty five years here, you know, pastoring Calvary Greeley, I've never argued anybody into the kingdom. Um, but it is listening and it is um, giving them the truth. We don't back down from the truth. Uh, we speak the truth in love and being gentle and and just. Uh, in humility, uh, teaching and being patient, because people are going to receive it a whole lot more uh, better and be open to it more than if we're combative and if we're pushy and if we're argumentative. Um, we just want to be able to give people the Word of God and let the Word of God do its work in the hearts of the people. Well, we do have a um, couple open lines, and we are going to... Uh, go to Phil in Aurora. Hi, Phil. Hi there. You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. So um, my que- my question is, um, so I've been uh, trying to witness to my aunt, and um, she's she's trying to um, approach God um, basically with her good works, and um, and I'm just trying to. Tell her that that's, that you can't. It's only through grace. But um, she. Uh, so basically, my question is: um, <clears throat> Can we do good works apart from God? You know, with like the, the passage in Isaiah that says your, your good works are filthy rags. I didn't know if um, if that would be accurate for me to say that because 
we are trying to, even when we're doing good things apart from God, it's like it's self-justifying or it could be a self-justifying yeah. before God that I've earned yeah. my, I earned some points with the, with the big man upstairs or, you know, that kind of idea or something, you know? Um, right. So we had a, my question there. Yeah, and it's it's a good question, and it's important for us to understand the answer to that question. Um, you know, the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to have eternal life? And that's a question that people ask, what must I do? And as we know the gospel, and we, we need to present the gospel very, very clear to people that there's nothing that we can do in and of ourselves to merit heaven. Uh, we We can't do it by the works of the law, by our good deeds, by our own righteousness. And unfortunately, we all know people, and your aunt um, may be one in this camp, that they believe that they can make it to heaven on good deeds. I'm a good person. I was a good spouse. I belonged to a church. I gave to the church. I was a good person in the community. None of those things will save us. And what the gospel says is we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, every single one of us, and the wages of sin is death. So sin and death has come into the world to each one of us, um, and the only one that could redeem us back to God was Jesus. And when Jesus was on that cross, he cried out, it is finished. And he was saying something very important. He was saying, I did the work. I paid the price. And he did it all on Calvary as all of our sins were placed upon him and as he took the wrath and the punishment that we deserve for sin and death. And he breathed his last. He was put into a tomb. He conquered sin and death by rising from the grave. He validated what he did on the cross. But we're saved by faith alone. And even sometimes Christians struggle with that. They think, I've got to do something to earn my salvation. And there are those who will come along and say, you have to be baptized, or you have to worship on a certain day, or go to a certain church, or dress a certain way, or you have to do these religious acts. Listen, religion never saved anyone. And we cannot be saved by our righteous acts. Because as you already mentioned, Isaiah declares our righteousness, there is filthy rags before the Lord. And I think that Zechariah chapter 3 gives us that wonderful illustration of Joshua in the you know Old Testament high priest standing before the Lord, and he had filthy garments on, and the Lord said, "Take those garments on and put on you know new garments." And that's what the gospel tells us as we come to faith, and we are clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. But we can't come with our own garments. We can't come in our own righteousness. Uh, it's only by faith in Jesus. And we and we you know I remember telling my dad, Dad, you know because a lot of people, they work hard, they do good things, they, they don't understand grace, the unmerited favor of God, because it's such an incredible thing. And so I remember telling my dad, Dad, you're a good man. You're a good man, but you're not good enough. And it just kind of clicked with him that, you know, you need Jesus like anybody else. And we're all guilty, and the foot of the cross is flat, and he paid it all. It is finished. And we can trust in that, believe in that, and we come in faith. Phil, you still there? Yeah. Um, I'll put you on mute. I didn't, there's some background noise. Um, I didn't want you to hear that. But um, so, yeah, so what I'm taking from what you're saying is that 
if she like let's say for example she gives some you know money or food to a homeless person that still is a good work even if she doesn't have a relationship with God but but, but it's obviously not a it's not a work that's going to save her soul but it still would be a you know quote unquote good work I guess what I was saying what I was wondering I guess more most specifically was is it even possible to do good you, good you know I'm going to you know, you Phil, I'm going to be kind of real blunt with you. Hell's going to be full of people that did good works, but they had no faith in Jesus Christ. So, you know, it's faith in him alone, and we need to give that message to others. And it's not by works of the law, but by faith in him. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. The call-in number is 303-690-3000. We got two open lines. Grab one of those open lines. We've been busy the first half. Matter of fact, Phil, we got caught kind of at the break. I just really appreciate you calling and asking that question uh, because it's such an important question about we need to understand that we're not saved by good works. Uh, Good works uh, will not get us into heaven, and it is only by faith in Jesus Christ alone But, Phil, one of the things, too, if you're still listening, is that as Christians, that we will stand before the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ and be rewarded for what we have done for Christ, whether good or bad, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and that's the study for another time. But suffice to say that what we do for Christ will be rewarded. But as we stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ, we're not going to be judged for our sins. Jesus took that judgment for you and for me. But uh, we are saved by faith alone. And Ephesians chapter 2 says that we are saved by uh, by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So it's not by works. Salvation is a gift of God given to us. We are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And so, Phil, I would uh, have you do a study in Galatians, that Paul talks about, we're not saved by the works of the law, but by uh, faith alone. And then also in Romans, because Romans gives very clearly the gospel, the doctrine of justification, particularly in chapters 3, 4, and 5, and then the doctrine of sanctification, we now live for Christ. And I think that'll be helpful to you. And so just want to pass that along to you. Hey, we got a couple open lines uh, one open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. And we're going to go to Bob in Tennessee. Bob? Yes. You're on You're on Calvary Live. Okay. I, I just want to give God praise because uh, I've just gone through some of the most difficult days of my life. Uh-huh. My only child committed suicide a month ago, 
I'm so sorry. And uh, three weeks prior to that, my granddaughter attempted suicide. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm an old guy, and uh, the thing that I gotta give him praise for is that I've never I've never experienced the peace of God before. But through all this, he's given me peace. When my daughter was dying, all I could do was pray. I felt so empty. Yeah. And while I was praying, God reminded me of Romans 8, 38 and 39, where nothing can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus. And I don't know why, but that brought me such great peace. And it's been almost embarrassing that I've had such great peace. So I just want to give a shout out yeah. and praise yeah. God for this. Yeah. Peace. And I want to, I want to, I want to pray for you, Bob. I am so sorry for your loss and um, the loss of your son uh, and what's happened with your granddaughter. And we want to pray for for her as well. And but um, you know, grief is a very deep thing. You've experienced a very deep loss. And I want to read just for the sake of the listeners those verses that you mentioned in Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-eight and thirty-nine. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Bob, you don't have to feel you know, embarrassed because the Lord desires to give you a peace that passes understanding. And a lot of times in a situation where you find yourself going through in times of loss and difficulties, uh, you know, he's Paul begins this section by saying, what will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecuting, persecution, famine, sword, nakedness, uh, pearl, you know, peril? You've been through it. You have been through this, this distress and pain. And oftentimes what happens is when we go through those difficulties, we think, well, God must not love me anymore, or I've been separated from the love of God. And I'm very grateful that the Lord has revealed to you that his love remains. And for everyone who's out there going through a loss and going through a trial or going through distress, Paul knew what that was because he went through tremendous persecution and tribulation and distress. That he says, there's nothing that will separate us from the love of God. He still loves you, and he loves you, Bob. And he loves your granddaughter. And he desires to give you that peace that passes understanding because when you know we are faced with things that are very hard and difficult, we don't have understanding. And he wants to give you a peace that passes understanding and to bring comfort to you. And he is doing that with you right now. And again, we are so sorry for your loss. And that is a praise, but we want to pray with you as well and, and, um, and just, you know, as you minister to your granddaughter, um, and to be able to move forward in that, in the comfort of the Lord and the peace that passes understanding. Father, I just pray for Bob. I, I, I hear his voice, and um, 
Lord, we weep with those who weep, and we also rejoice with those who rejoice, and he's thankful. But, Lord, I pray that as he's thankful that you would also bring comfort to him. And, Lord, I thank you that you have established in his heart that you love him. You'll never stop loving him, that your love is unsearchable, it's unmeasurable, it's indescribable. And, Lord, um, that he would sense your love and presence in these days that he is grieving, in this difficult journey um, of loss. And, Lord, I pray that you would help him as he ministers to his family, to his granddaughter, that, Lord, that you give him wisdom, that you give him strength, that, Lord, that he would perceive your presence, that he would be surrounded with the brethren that would be able to come alongside and support him and bless him. And so, Lord, I, I just pray for him that, Lord, during this time oh, of loss, that, Lord, that you'd keep working good in that difficult. And, Lord, bring in everything that he needs, strength and wisdom. And, Lord, that you would just show yourself strong on his behalf in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bob, was there anything else? No, no. Thank you so much. I just... Like I say, it's I, a peace. I've never, I've never experienced this kind of peace in my life. I mean, yeah. I've had loss many years ago. I lost her mom to cancer, and uh, mm-hmm. it was devastating then. But uh, yeah. I wasn't a Christian, so yeah. But and, it's different, and, and it, it is. And it's, uh, it, yeah. So I thank you. Thank you for your prayers. I enjoy your you program. Bet, God and bless. Bob, anytime you need prayer, you call us back, okay? And we'd be honored to that. pray with you. Okay. okay. God bless you. Oh, so hard going through losses like that and difficulty. And and uh, so we want to continue to pray for Bob. We got an open line, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Maybe you have a prayer request. Maybe you need prayer for yourself or for God's peace or for somebody else or a situation. We'd love to pray with you or you got a Bible question. Um, and we'd love to just spend some time with you. Got plenty of time in the show. And uh, so give me a call in that open line, 303-690-3000. Let me give you the text line again. It's 720-336-0897. Let's go to Connie in Fountain. Hi, Connie. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Oh. Um, uh, I just need, excuse me. <clears throat> Go ahead. I need prayer for salvation for my two children, my only two okay. children, uh, my son and my daughter. Uh, my son is a homosexual, and my daughter's a lesbian, and they hate God, and they don't even let me talk about God to them. Um, But my daughter, a special prayer for my daughter, she had a stroke last year in August, Mm -hmm. and she she hasn't been doing well at all, and she tried to commit suicide, too. Uh, She had a plan made out, and my my son was caring for her at the time, and he found the plan, and he called her superior because she was in the Air Force, and Mm -hmm. they suggested that they t- she go to the trauma hospital, uh, mental hospital in Houston, in uh, San Antonio. Okay. And she's she's in San Antonio right now. 
Um, she lives in Colorado Springs, but uh, she's physically she's fine, but mentally she's not fine. And yeah. the, her esophagus was pretty much destroyed when they were going in and out of her throat when they were trying to save her. They did okay. three tracheotomies and three breathing tubes, so it really messed up her esophagus, and that's what's driving her crazy is that she's in a lot of pain every day, every day, every day, and um, she she hates, she loves her mother, and her, I mean her her dad and her brother, but she hates me, so uh, it's well, because I, you know, because I'm following the Lord, and she don't want to hear about it. She don't yeah. want to hear about the Lord. Um, Connie, I'm so praying. sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry for what you're going through with your with your children and and um, just the difficulties that they're going through and and uh, so um, let's pray, Father. We just pray for Connie as as a mother that's heartbroken right now, and Lord, uh, praying for her children that are um, Lord uh, involved in homosexuality. Lord, uh, her daughter that uh, had a um, stroke and. Uh, Lord is really struggling emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, and physically. Lord, we just pray, Lord, for you to work for this family. Lord, I just pray that you would bring them to you, draw them to you. And Lord, there's always hope in you. And uh, and I pray that you would, uh, first of all, touch their hearts. That, Lord, drawing them to you, to your truth, to your love, that you would show compassion to them, and, Lord, that you would show mercy to them, and, Lord, that they would know that they can turn to you, that Jesus came and died for them and has a wonderful plan for them. And, Lord, just to be with Connie, and, Lord, if she's a brokenhearted mother that loves her children, that, Lord, she desires to witness to them, and and yet there is a separation that is there uh, because she, uh, she loves you. And, Lord, I just pray that there would be a, uh, somehow coming together uh, where she can share with them uh, the truth of the gospel, the truth of your word. But, Lord, she also has prayer. And I appreciate Connie calling and asking for prayer because she believes in the power of prayer. And so right now we just lift up her children to you for everything that is going on, um, that you would just just minister um to them, bring in salvation to them, bring in, Lord, your truth to them, freeing them from the bondage of darkness and those things that are gripping them. And, uh, Lord, we just pray that you would work in every way, mentally, physically, but, Lord, spiritually, and bring in healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, and I love your program. You bet, Connie. God bless you. We'll be praying for you, okay? Thank you. God bless you, too. You bet. Absolutely. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Chris in Fort Collins. Chris? I'm here. You're on Calvary Live. Hey, Pastor. Go ahead. You got a prayer request? Yes, uh... So I just found out today that my bride is pregnant with our fourth child together, seventh total. Uh Uh-huh. And 
Yeah, she has a she has a heart condition. Um, okay. And we're old. <laughs> I just I just turned forty nine, and she's forty forty four. Sure. Yeah. And uh, all our all our blessings from God. I mean, she's my greatest gift that God blessed me with, and yeah. We did, both didn't do very well with our first families, um, but we've been yeah. together 10 years, and God has blessed us tremendously with good, our children good. and um, recovery from addictions and just yeah. been trying to walk with God. And, uh, just like yeah, you know, I have one more also. I have a friend that uh, has had some infidelity, infidelity in his marriage, and um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to counsel him, try to get him to kind of... yeah. Follow and walk with God, and just humbly ask that you uh, pray for them and their their family. You know, I don't want to see that marriage yeah. falter. Yeah. So let's pray. All right, Father, I thank you for Chris calling, and his wife is expecting a, another child, and uh, being in their forties, um, it, it can be um, a little bit can present difficulty or more challenges. But, Lord, we just pray for a good pregnancy and a healthy child. And, Lord, just be with them. You have blessed them. He's expressed that. And, Lord, uh, our children uh, are a gift from you. And so, Lord, just uh, be with uh, his wife during this pregnancy. And, Lord, that they would have a healthy child. And, Lord, I just pray that you be with Chris as he just continues to just grow in your love and uh, to be the husband, the father you called them to be. Thank you for your just incredible mercy and grace in bringing them out of addictions and then uh, just experiencing your love and, Lord, just your goodness. Continue to bless them, provide for them. And, Lord, I do pray that uh, for the coworker that he has given godly counsel to for their marriage. And even though um, there is a, you know, a deep sin involved, that there be truly repentance and, Lord, that there be forgiveness and there be restoration in that marriage. So, Lord, I pray for Chris that you would give him the, the wisdom to speak uh, truth to his friend's life. And, Lord, we just pray for restoring uh, in every way. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Ed. That was, that was incredible. You bet. God bless you. God bless you. You have a wonderful day, and continue doing what you're doing. Um, we're right. out here. We, we listen, and we we believe. You bet. You bet, Chris. God bless you. Keep in touch, okay? Okay, thank you. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the calling number. The text line is 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Tracy and Hudson. Hey, Tracy. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for taking my call. I've called in several times. You know, I minister out of Our Savior's Lutheran up there in Greeley. And I was going to offer some carefully worded comments, if I could, about Uh the call the lady whose son had married into a Catholic family. I'm, like I said, Lutheran, and I married a Catholic and we've been married 30 years. We've had our ups and downs, believe me. But right. um, I have all respect in the world for the Catholic Church. 
And uh, the, the church, just like anything else, has a left, right, and a middle. And fortunately, the priest that married ours was a little bit left. He was from Ireland. And I know it's disturbing to people that aren't familiar with the Catholic practices to not be able to take communion at their services. And some of their beliefs and stuff is hard for the rest of Christendom to believe or accept. But let me just say this from somebody that's been married to a Catholic for 30 years, and I love her family dearly, but I learned the hard way. You do not contradict their faith. I realize you grew up a Catholic, Pastor Jeff, mm-hmm. but a lot of their beliefs, and not scriptural, but the Church tradition is deeply, deeply ingrained in them. And though they may never remember exactly what you say, they will remember how you made them feel. And if a mother-in-law goes, and I'm going to use this as a broad term, sticking her nose into the marriage ceremony of her Catholic son and Catholic daughter, it will make the rest of that extended Catholic family feel strange. And and they're not going to be able to change anything by speaking to them. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not contradicting the advice you gave her, but I I would advise her to not, for one, they're not going to change their minds and say, oh, yes, you could have communion, or no, you're right, we don't think it's a good idea to baptize this baby, because, Jeff, you know as well as I do, they believe with all their hearts that if that baby passes without being baptized, that the soul is lost. Yeah, and And I think that, I I think, you know, Tracy, what you're saying is, um, you know, one of the things is that we do want to give truth and, and we want to have those discussions. There's a right time and there is a wisdom in that and speaking truth. And I think that Timothy just gives that really good advice that a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle, able to teach in humility, bring in correction. And I, I think that's the thing and just seeking the Lord you know, and having those discussions. I don't think there's anything wrong with having discussions on those things, but as long as it doesn't turn into quarrelsome. Like I said, you you can never argue anybody into the kingdom and arguing and, and divisive and combative, but to just very gently be able to do those things. So, uh, Tracy, appreciate you calling, and um, we're going to move on. We're running short on time here. I want to be able to get to... Um, to we're going to go to line two in Centennial. I believe that's what's next. Hi, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I just wanted to be um named as just mom. Um, yeah. in Centennial. Um, um, I have a prayer request. We are we're not from Colorado. We came here about a month ago for for my daughter to receive specialized care for some um, serious, serious injuries that she suffered um, in Texas. And um, since we've been here, my husband has um, decided that he no longer wants to be married. And um, I am um, here. I am in another state and I'm, um, I'm, I'm here with two kids, and um, my daughter attempted to commit suicide. She's currently in the hospital, and she's 12 years old. I am so, so sorry. So I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Absolutely. 
And I want to read to you from Psalm 61 when David was overwhelmed. He said, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. And lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you've been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Mom, listen, the Lord loves you. He desires to work in your daughter's life with your family and in your marriage. And you did the right thing by calling. And so, Lord, we just lift up this precious mom to you. And, Lord, you know who she is. You know where she's at. We just pray for her 12-year-old daughter that attempted to take her life. That, Lord, as she's dealing with injuries, that you'd minister to her physically. But, Lord, also would you would minister to her spiritually and mentally. That she would come to understand that you love her and you got a wonderful plan for her in life. That, Lord, that she has a reason to live. And that is for you. And, Lord, I pray that you administer your truth to her. And I pray for this precious mom that's going through marriage problems. And, Lord, I just pray that you administer to her husband. That, Lord, as I'm sure he's overwhelmed, but that you would just place on his heart to stay in the marriage and support his wife and his family. And I'm sure that there's stress beyond what we could even imagine. But, Lord, I just pray for your comfort and your strength to this family, your healing in this marriage and to the her daughter. And Lord, I just pray that you would help them. And Lord, that you would be one that you would tuck them under the, the shadow of your wings. And Lord, that they would look to you as their hearts are overwhelmed and give them a place of stability, Lord. And I just pray for you working and showing yourself strong on behalf of this family, for her daughter, for their marriage and for this mom that has called. And, Lord, that she would know you love her and see her and desire to minister to her. And as she waits for you, Lord, that you be her defense. And, Lord, to know that you are her salvation and for her family and the rock of her strength and her refuge. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I'm going to continue to pray for you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay. okay. You call anytime. All right. All right. Bye. Okay. God bless you. We've got a few minutes left. Let's go to Julia in Baltimore. Julia? Hello. Hello. I got just a couple minutes left, so if you give me a request, we'll we'll pray and and we'll wrap up the show. But I wanted to get your call in. Thank you so much. So my friends used to have lupus, but our church surrounded her in prayer, and she was healed from lupus. But now her kidneys wow. are still weak, and she's on dialysis. So I wanted prayer for her for healing for her kidneys. Absolutely, Julia. So, Lord, we just pray for a roommate that, Lord, you've done a healing touch with the lupus. And, Lord, she has uh, the brethren there praying for her. And right now, she has the brethren right now, even over the airwaves that are praying and so just bring healing to her kidneys, Lord, uh, th- that they may function, they may work, that they wouldn't shut down. Lord, we pray for healing and also comfort and strength. I pray for Julia that you would just help her minister to her. And, Lord, we just commit her to you in every way. And we also, Lord, just pray for your touch to be upon her physically, spiritually, mentally. Bring the comfort she needs, the strength she needs everything, Lord. And so, Lord, you just touch her in a deep way. 
in a very real way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Julia. God bless you. Keep praying, all right? All right. All right. Hey, we're getting towards the end of the show. Appreciate your prayers. There was a text question that came in, and it said, "Should we? is it important to study all of the Old Testament as a Christian? Yes, it is important to study all of God's Word. We want to study God's Word, all Scripture. Always remember this, Christian, that Paul writing to Timothy, some of the last words that he writes is, all Scripture is inspired by God. That means from Genesis to Revelation, and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. So yes, the Old Testament is important, and I think that as you study the Old Testament, it's going to help you understand the New Testament better. And so all of Scripture is important. We don't want to ignore any of it. So I want to encourage you as we're getting ready to end the show, keep in the Scriptures, keep reading the Scriptures, going through it, and uh, keep listening to your Christian radio station that Hope and Truth FM, Refuge and Grace FM here in Colorado support Christian radio. We're so blessed to have 24-7 good Bible teaching over the airwaves. Tell your friends about Grace FM and uh, be praying for the station. We're so blessed to have this uh, radio station and also Calvary Live. So God bless you. Thank you, everyone who called in today, had a busy day. And uh, be praying for those who call. A lot of people calling with family hurts and suicidal attempts and things like that. Hey, we want to pray for those around us and, and keep ministering God's hope to them. Jesus loves you. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.